Welcome back to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. This is your host, John Newman, and I don't have anybody with me today, but we're going to be talking some football, some good old American football. The NFL Week 3 just happened. We'll give a recap of that and uh, just happened. Well, we're already on Thursday and Week 4 is about to start. Um, But we'll, we'll start by going over, you know, the Super Bowl odds as I typically do at the beginning. Uh, sitting number one uh, is the New England Patriots, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs, number three, the Dallas Cowboys, number four, the Los Angeles Rams, number five, the Green Bay Packers, number six, the New Orleans Saints, um, number seven, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, with Kirk Cousins and all, uh, sitting at number seven there, the Baltimore Reject Ravens, sorry, uh, Chiefs played them last week and handed them uh, what they are. But the Baltimore Ravens, who uh, honestly I see them winning the division uh, still, even though my Chiefs kind of put out a, uh, a, a defensive showing that, that other teams hopefully can pick up on. Um, then it is the Chicago Bears, which I would stay away from if I was actually a better. Um, and then number 10 the Houston Texans. So, you know, my sleepers in there, I think New Orleans sitting at six right now would actually be a decent time. They look to still have a similar identity on offense, even without Drew Brees out there. I think if they can coast for these next five, six weeks, four, five, six weeks, however long it takes to get Drew Brees back with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback in them, I think they, you know, their offense, Alvin Kamara, the weapon that they got, and Michael Thomas is just special, a chain mover, a guy that really just gets his job done uh, as good as anybody in this league at the wide receiver position. Um, I'd look at them, and then sitting in the 10th place spot, you've got the Houston Texans, who uh, kind of have a runaway shot in that division since the Colts don't have Andrew Luck, but the Colts look at, like another team that still has an identity without Andrew Luck. Um Brissett has a 112 quarterback rating so far, so I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's a runaway yet, but at some point in the season, I look for the Houston Texans to run away with the AFC South there. Um, and then honorable mentions, 11th and 12th, or, or tied possibly at, at 11th, I'm not sure, in the uh, standings for uh, Super for the Super Bowl odds presented by my bookie. Sorry, I forgot to let you know. That's where I have been looking this thing up. Um, San Francisco. Uh, you know, kind of a surprising team, really. Um, you know, not that surprising to me, though. The undefeated 49ers, I said, you know, you add D. Ford and Nick Boza to a defense, they are going to improve, especially a defense that already had some guys like uh, Jaquiski Tart. And then you flip it over offensively, you know, uh, Brita's been in that backfield for some years uh, now. Uh, Garoppolo has been there a couple years himself. Uh, and they, they kind of have an identity out there. Jay Gruden's got them undefeated. Um, meanwhile, you know, that division's going to be tough to steal from the Rams, especially with the Seahawks always going to be breathing down guys' necks. Um, really, you know, I, I think the NFC West, one of the stronger divisions as always. And you look even at the Arizona Cardinals, they've been playing uh, playing teams close. If they can just get their identity early on in the game, and play a complete four quarters and get, you know, some more consistency out of Kyler Murray. He's been flashy at points, but, you know, nothing special in my opinion to start 
um, you know, they will uh, they will get their first win eventually at some point this season. I don't classify them with, you know, say like the Miami Dolphins who are 0 and 3 or the Denver Broncos, kind of the league's um, discard pile, kind of like a uh, maybe they're already tanking uh, for Tua or, or whatnot, those teams. Um, at some point, I think the Denver Broncos are going to get a healthy Drew Locke and maybe uh, try to make a switch there. Um, Miami Dolphins, they know what they uh, were doing, apparently trading for Rosen. They knew what they were getting themselves into. I mean, Josh Rosen didn't have a good year in Arizona. In his rookie season, you get him in the offseason, uh, just trying to, you know, get some upside out of him, actually, you know, crack some potential, but you don't get anything. Um, and, yeah, you know, the uh, Seattle Seahawks, let's see, um, they played a tough one against the Saints, but the Saints, like I said, team that still has their identity and maybe a sleeper pick if you were to get their Super Bowl odds right now uh, could be a nice payout for them. Um, I like my Kansas City Chiefs shot in the playoffs but let's stick over on that nfc side i just mentioned the nfc west let's move on i just mentioned the saints as well uh so the nfc south uh the saints sitting atop the division the other three teams are sitting at one and two the buccaneers um you know they've steadily improved i think week to week um this week uh they fell just short to daniel jones arm um but they started, you know, I think finding some rhythm offensively. That's that'll be big uh, for them in the long run. The Panthers, um, Panthers, manhandled the Cardinals. Uh, it was kind of close at a certain point, and then they they really took off on them. Um, let me go in and take a look at some stats from that game because that's kind of a teller there uh, in, in that NFC, the the two divisions that I just mentioned. Um, yeah, Carolina was was throwing the ball to get first downs. It's, it seems like you know they they were um, you know under uh, under fifty percent on those third downs. So that's an area that they need to work on. Um, I did watch quite a bit of that game, but I you know I watch multiple games, uh, and sometimes I even play Madden during uh, <laughs> during. Uh, the NFL Sundays with something on a uh, alternate screen to to uh, the big one that I I like to do my gaming on. But uh, anyways, moving on there, uh, you know Daniel Jones. I just mentioned Daniel Jones. I know I'm not to the NFC East yet. We'll make them the next ones that I talk about. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons here. We'll wrap up the NFC South real quick. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not sure they they've got you know the same identity that they've had. Uh, they do a lot of similar things offensively, but you're missing uh, the two-headed monster. I I think um, everybody talks about Devontae Freeman, but Tevin Coleman was a huge huge piece in that running game. They don't have the running ability out of anybody. They try to run the ball with, with Ito Smith uh, and, and Mohamed Sanu and whatnot, and it just doesn't work out for them. Um, Freeman, he has the burst and everything, and I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying it helps to have uh, the two-headed monster that they used to have, and they no longer have that. And I think that was a huge part of their identity that often went overlooked uh, in matchups. Um, 
so yeah, I I think the NFC South is the Saints to lose still, even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Let's move over to the NFC East. Um, certainly the Dallas Cowboys have you know a stud year coming coming from their quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. Dakota Prescott so far looked uh, very very solid this season, and they uh, like everybody who plays the Miami Dolphins blew out the Dolphins. They will start to get into some tougher competition down the road and we'll really find out who they are. Uh, but uh, the box score on Dak Prescott last week, um, 246 yards, two picks and an interception. He was sacked only once. So not the best game of his season. Uh, they got a solid game out of Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. Their backfield's looking sued. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and, and uh, Tony Pollard together. Wow. Um, yeah, they, they are doing some work down there in Dallas. Uh, but like I said, you know, they, they were playing the Miami Dolphins. They combined for 250 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I believe one touchdown there against the Dolphins. Um, and then moving on in the East, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles lost one to uh, the Detroit Lions, who um, are undefeated, despite the fact that they do have a uh, tie next to their name. That's not a defeat. And, um, yeah, uh, so far, you know, they've gotten a, a little bit different quarterback in Matt Stafford than than the past. He still does open up and try to sling it, but he's, he's not got the same arm strength he used to have. Um, they are getting, you know, they got a big play out of uh, J.D. McKissick in their backfield. Um, and, and, you know, on Johnson's been extremely disappointing. They're going to need to get uh, a lot more uh, going uh, out of him. Uh, in the long run, though, you know, the Detroit Lions, I'm not sure how long they're going to be able to sustain that success, but uh, they did beat the Philadelphia Eagles and Eagles are getting good play out of their quarterback Carson Wentz still. Um, and they're a team that has proved in the past, you know, Doug Peterson has proved, you know, uh, in the long run, they, things tend to shake out for them. Um, the giants just got a huge game out of Daniel Jones and let me pull up his stats real quick so I can give him his full praise accurately. Um, Daniel Jones uh, was 23 for 36, 336 yards, and had two touchdowns with no picks. He was sacked five times for 24 yards and losses, but uh, they were able to eke that one out over the Buccaneers. I briefly mentioned this game earlier. I might have already said read off his stat line. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so, you know, the Giants, they got Daniel Jones to look forward to uh, pirating that ship in New York, um, the Redskins, 0-3, um, and last week, the Washington Redskins, let me see, a uh, team that I don't pay very much attention to, uh, what were they doing last week, oh, they were the Monday night game, I was unfortunately at work, but the Chicago Bears, I do get to crack a few peaks on my breaks and whatnot, and I saw the Bears uh, put that game away 
in in good fashion there. And that moves us over to the NFC North, which has one lone undefeated team. Well, two lone undefeated teams, actually. Uh, one lone 3-0 and team, the uh, Green Bay Packers, who've looked sharp. Um, their offense is starting to uh, get their feet on the ground. And, and uh, if they get their offense going the way that uh, those old offenses went with Aaron Rodgers um, for them, their defense is much improved this year. It's, it's so much better. Um, I'm already liking what I'm seeing out of Green Bay. I think, uh, you know, they were at no point in that game at risk of of really uh, losing it, in my opinion. You know, they, they kind of uh, did that thing handedly. Uh, Rodgers, 235 yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams out of the backfield, 12 carries for 59 yards um beyond the box score though um you know this offseason they've they uh you know they added some guys defensively adrian amos uh the development of jair alexander on their defense blake martinez i believe they might have re-signed him or or uh inked him to an extension my bad i said re-signed uh well that is getting inked to an extension. I'm not sure if he did resign or not, but they need to start thinking about that there. Um, Rashawn Gary, uh, another guy, uh, rookie coming in. Uh, Rashawn Gary's been well for them, been doing well for them, that is. Preston Smith signing in the offseason, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I kind of talk a, a little bit more about these teams that I, I like and I do pay uh, a lot more attention to teams like the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, of course, my hometown Kansas City Chiefs are my favorite. I watch every snap of the Chiefs and then some. Uh, and, yeah, we'll flip it over to the AFC, and I'll lead off talking about my Kansas City Chiefs. I won't make the hometown wait. Wow, that was a brilliant performance. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs seem to come together defensively to shut down uh, the Baltimore Ravens at uh, points where it looked like they could come back in that game. Um, I know, you know, it was a close game. They only won by five, but here's the thing. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offense is never going to slow down. We don't have Tyreek Hill. doesn't matter. Mahomes still 374 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 132 quarterback rating. They're actually... I think that's passer rating QBR of 85.3. Whatever the difference is, I think it's kind of ESPN metrics versus uh, the league metrics or or, uh, some sort of thing like that. Getting production out of the backfield, LaShawn McCoy, 54 yards and a touchdown. Damian Williams, 62 yards on the ground. Um, And Damian Williams through the air, 47 yards catching. LaShawn McCoy, receiving touchdown demarcus robinson going off uh just had three catches but uh got another touchdown averaging 14 yards of reception sammy watkins was able to grab five balls travis kelsey seven grabs uh 89 yards uh i said uh, watkins had five grabs for 64 yards i did not mention his yardage and then Nicole hardman had two big plays and a touchdown um so yeah overall they tried to throw it 30 uh, 37 times to uh, the tune of 27 completions. So another nice offensive performance for Kansas City. They are down starting left tackle Eric Fisher, 
starting wide receiver, um, Tyreek Hill. And uh, yeah, but uh, nonetheless, they were able to uh, do a good job. And I thought defensively down the stretch, the safeties looked good. Uh, I, di- I didn't uh, really see a whole lot out of Juan Thornhill, but I thought this was definitely um, Honey Badger's uh, best performance as a Kansas City Chief. He was multitasking as, you know, uh, as Lamar Jackson would prolong plays. He would go and find uh, guys that weren't necessarily in his zone that were open because his zone got locked down and picked up by someone else. And it just seems like uh, that communication was there. I'm going to look up uh, some stuff for Juan Thornhill. Uh, I'm going to look up his pro football focus rating right now um, and see what they are saying about Juan Thornhill to this point in the season. Um, uh, to fill some dead air here, okay, uh, I've got to search him on their website. But uh, Pro Football Focus is a good website to find, um, you know, what guys are uh, what guys are doing, like how good they're doing in, in experts' eyes. These guys have very, very good uh, ratings and whatnot. And it looks like we don't get anything on one. Thornhill, but um, he is preseason. They projected uh, him to be maybe a uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, so that's interesting. Um, linebackers, linebackers, they uh, they've got some work to do. I think uh, the first two games they looked much better than they did last week, and maybe that could be because. They were so focused on on the job of containing Lamar Jackson. We will see, though. Um, but the Chiefs, overall, nothing that I'm too worried about. Guys have been calling for heads in the secondary. I get it. I think Chaveris Ward is the biggest um, biggest defensive problem we've got, and that's going to be replaced by Morris Claiborne. Guys, we need to calm down in the Chiefs' kingdom. Morris Claiborne will be coming. He seems to be a much uh, better player. He was a much better player uh, at certain points there in Dallas than than what we've seen out of Traveris Ward so far. And and like I said, you know, they've gotten some good play uh, in the secondary from the safeties uh, to to cover uh, his ass a lot there. But... um, up front, defensive lines looked good. Frank Clark, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, Ogba's making uh, use of, of his uh, you know situations that he gets into the game, and Alex Okafor has, has been nothing short of spectacular up front as well. Um, so, so far, you know, the Chiefs, solid, solid team, and there is a damn good reason that they are number two in the Vegas Super Bowl odds. Um, and the division's ours. I mean, the division is, is the Kansas City Chiefs to lose. I mean, the Oakland Raiders are one and two. Their only win came against the 0-3 Denver Broncos, and they have not looked that good since then. The Los Angeles Chargers, I really don't know if Melvin Gordon's gonna help them out a whole lot. It seems like, you know, they're they're one of those teams that uh doesn't currently have an identity. Uh, they're going to be hoping to to get something uh, with the, with their starting running back coming back, but uh, you know they they uh, 
will be playing the Miami Dolphins, and they'll have a chance to get to two and two in, in Week Four. Um, and a chance they they're going to get to two and two. If they lose to the Miami Dolphins, then there's no way at all. It's 100% deadlocked. 110% deadlocked. Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC West. So that's the rundown of the AFC West. Um, at one at some point in this season, I hope to see a healthy Drew Locke quarterback in the Broncos. That'd be nice. Uh, as a Kansas Cityan, uh, Drew came from Lee Summit, went to Missouri, uh, Columbia, and um, was uh, drafted highly by the Denver Broncos. I think the second round. Um, and the AFC South, the Houston Texans sitting at. Two and one atop the division with the Indianapolis Colts, Jaguars one and two, and uh, star player and Jalen Ramsey. He is out as he's had a childbirth, and he actually before uh, Gardner Minshew willed them uh, to a victory last week um, in, in Thursday Night Football had requested a trade. Um, and then the Titans bottom of that division at one and two. And they are a team that takes a while for them to find an identity. It seems each and every year they end up finding an identity at some point and having something to rally around. Um, and for them, you know, I hope that comes uh, sooner than later so they can knock out some of that AFC competition for the Kansas city chiefs. And I see the Texans kind of walking away with that division. Um, now the Colts aren't a joke either. They they've got an identity even without Andrew Luck. Um, the AFC North: Baltimore Ravens sitting at two and one. The Cleveland Browns one and two, and the Bengals and Steelers zero oh and three to start the season. It's too early to count anybody completely out. Um, but the Bengals have actually honestly looked better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's let's see what the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, have done so far this year 24 to 20 a loss to the San Francisco 49ers um, 28 26 a loss to the Seattle Seahawks and blown out by the New England Patriots in week one 33 to three in their week four matchup let me double check this I think we're starting to get into bye weeks so I apologize if they're not even playing this week uh Let's see. Uh, Bengals. They will uh, be playing the 0-3 Bengals and likely getting their first championship. Or championship. <laughs> We're handing out titles this early this year, guys. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, did not mean to say that. Uh, Steelers looking to get their first victory. Uh, far different than a championship of regular season victory is. Um against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that'll be the Monday night football game next week. Both teams 0-3. Yay, a whole lot of fun. Uh, we get to listen to Booger McFarlane while uh, we count uh, count cards at, at, at the Argosy at my jab. Um, <laughs> and that is how I subtly announced that I got a new jab. Um the AFC East, okay. Uh, Patriots to lose. Patriots three and zero. Bills three and zero. Jets zero and three. Dolphins zero and three. Cut and dry. 
the Buffalo Bills have an identity this year, folks, uh, something that they did not have in Josh Allen's rookie year that they have now, maybe a little bit more uh, time under center has done him well. We saw him start to uh, get the hang of things at the end of last season, and so far this year, um, you know, hasn't been special at all, And but, you know, he's been completing more passes. Uh, still throwing uh, more interceptions than touchdowns, but but he's chunking some teams, and uh, I believe they've got a steady uh, steady defense. They will be trying to level up against the New England Patriots uh, at home at uh, what is it, Ralph Wilson Stadium at the Ralph there in Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, yeah. Go Bills. Um, <laughs> uh, I honestly, you know, I'm rooting for anybody playing the New England Patriots. I want them to go down, down, down so the Chiefs can secure some home field advantage uh, in the playoffs. I'd like to attend this year, and I'll finally uh, have some finances to attend that bad boy um, if, if they make it. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of counting on it, really. So we've got... Uh, that's, you know, the round out everything. Um, go back over our undefeateds. I just talked about the Patriots, the Chiefs, Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Bills, 49ers, and the Detroit Lions at 2-0-1. Um, yeah, that's the week three recap, week four matchups. Um, okay, well, players of the week here. Uh, let's go with... Um, Offensively, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'm not going to stray away from that. He's been the best player each and every one of the three weeks this NFL season. Actually, week one, we 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 call Sammy Watkins player of the week. Um, Preston Smith uh, for the Green Bay Packers gets my um, gets my pick for defense player of the week. Three sacks against the Denver Broncos. Um, yep. And yeah, so let's move into week four. My Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. Chiefs coming out six and a half point favorites. That game will be on Fox at noon. Finally, we get a game on Fox where we don't have to listen to Tony Romo. Hopefully in this one, uh, Joe Buck goes and calls the Panthers and Texans game, not the Chiefs and Lions game, hopefully. Uh, but you never know, Buck, uh, St. Louis guy. Um, definitely not a Kansas City fan by any means. Uh, might start to pretend to be one and, and say, oh, I'm from Missouri, and no, no. Joe Buck, you don't get to do that. F you. Uh, go uh, find Baumgartner. Go find Baumgartner to go touch his bum or something. All right. Uh, Going to get off of that. But, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs cover that six-and-a-half-point spread. Um, Lions, not going to know what to do with uh, – Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense. The Titans taking on the Falcons on the road. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are going to pick up their second win. In my prediction, in my opinion, I think the Atlanta Falcons, they got a little bit more out of Devontae Freeman last week. Um, but they need to, like I said uh, previously, you know, they used to have that two-headed monster. They need to find, you know, someone else in their uh, depth pool that can that can help out and and shoulder some of that workload there. Um, 
for the Titans, uh, I haven't seen much of them this season. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to go with what Vegas says. The Atlanta Falcons, four-point favorites, likely going to move up to two and two. The Houston Texans taking on the Carolina Panthers. And this one's interesting. I think the Panthers come out a new team almost every week, it seems like. And, and that's one of the traits that, that Ron Rivera teams have in general is that, you know, week to week, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. But, you know, it's going to be at least above average in most areas. Um, and they'll be taking on the Texans at uh, NRG Stadium in Houston. Isn't that yep, isn't that what they're calling Reliant Stadium now, NRG Stadium? Okay, I think it is. Um, yeah, Texans four-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know. That one's a toss-up, but I think I see, you know, Houston Texans winning that one. Uh, but the Panthers, <sighs> defensively, you know, they got Keekly. They're, they're, they got Shaq Thompson. I don't know about their secondary, though. I think like their starting best starting corner is James Bradbury, who was good as a rookie, had a sophomore slump. Not necessarily sure how he's doing to start his third season in the NFL. So, you know, I know some of the players in the scheme in that one, and I think, you know, the Houston Texans, um, as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't try diving head first, I think they'll be okay. Um Patriots at Bills, like I've already mentioned, you know, I think the Patriots are going to be able to add that first loss in the uh, Bills win-loss column and uh, move on from that one. The Patriots are going to look to try to get some more production out of their rookie running back, Sony Michelle. Uh, good luck uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, worst of luck to the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah. Um, Oakland Raiders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, Colts, Colts at home taking on John Gruden and the Raiders. I'll tell you what, man. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, the Oakland Raiders, just not the team that John Gruden thought that he had knock on wood. If you're with me, um, not the team that we thought right after week one, kind of, you know, their fan base exploded on my Twitter. I got, you know, I like to go back and forth with Raiders and Broncos fans and whatnot, being a Kansas City Chiefs fan, um, just to kind of scout the division's fan base and see what they're talking about. But, uh, yeah, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett has been solid so far. We'll take Jacoby and the Colts over the Raiders. The Dolphins, 0-3, taking on uh Division opponent for my hometown Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll take the Chargers in that one. They are 15.5-point favorites. Dolphins, god-awful. Um, Redskins, 0-3, taking on the New York Giants. I really liked what I saw out of Daniel Jones, but don't sleep on Dwayne Haskins and the Washington Redskins. I just think that they're a team that is yet to put together a complete game. They won't be an 0-16 team like I could actually see the – uh, Miami Dolphins being, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, my take on that. I think, uh, Daniel Jones going to be able to outplay Haskins in that battle of rookie quarterbacks Sunday at noon. Um, these are all noon games, I think so far, and then we will move up to the next time slot after the Browns and Ravens, the Browns and Ravens, uh, Cleveland Browns. They kind of, uh, you know, they 
let me check their week three real quick. I think Baker played uh, pretty poorly in this one. Uh, yeah, against the Rams. Yeah. Okay, yep. I remember watching this now. This was the – was this the Sunday night game? Yeah, it looks like that was the Sunday night game, yeah. Um, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams uh, kind of – you know, they, they're they a really good team. I mean, they're uh, undefeated for a reason. But, um, yeah, I'm, I don't really see anything too special in Baker Mayfield, and I haven't since he entered this league, I think, you know – uh, he's he's really hyped up for all of his antics at Oklahoma and shout out to his college career big 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 time playmaker at Oklahoma I'm not sure he gets the job done uh, in the NFL the way that an NFL quarterback needs to to be the starlet that he is okay uh, the 305 games Buccaneers taking on the Rams and I hope and pray every week that the Buccaneers get a win because I'd like to see Jameis Winston smile. I don't know. There's just something about that guy when he smiles. I just like to see it. Um, seems to have a lot of fun out there on the football field. Maybe too much fun at times and, and loses some focus. But uh, Rams are nine and a half point favorites at the home. At home, and I wouldn't uh, put money on the Bucks. But um, uh, you know, there are some weaknesses to the Rams game that. Uh, Guys can exploit. You know, I don't think Jared Goff is as as, as good as, as people say. And if uh, the interior of that Buccaneers defensive line is able to hold Todd Gurley, force um, Jared Goff to throw the football, and they get some some improved play out of their secondary lookout, the Bucs could steal one there. Uh, they are nine-and-a-half-point dogs. I would not actually take that spread if I was a Rams Stan, I would not take that spread. The Seahawks, who are two and one, taking on the Arizona Cardinals in uh, what's Cardinal Stadium now? Uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, I believe, is what it's still named uh, in Glendale, Arizona, right? University of Phoenix Stadium, online university sponsor for the stadium that's in Glendale. Um, yeah. There might actually be a real University of Phoenix campus. There probably is, uh, but I know they're known for like online or some, sh- some, something, something like that. Larry Fitzgerald used to always be pimping them on. Uh, he would call into every Monday Night Football broadcast. Him and Tom Brady would actually call into every Monday Night Football broadcast that they were not playing in for the past few years and and talk about the, the they they give a rundown of you know. And kind of answer some questions with uh, I forget the old man's name who who's on uh, the Monday Night Football radio cast, uh, but I used to enjoy doing that whenever I was out on the road working, uh, listening to those games on the radio. But now I got a new jab, as I briefly mentioned earlier. Um, Seahawks running away with that one. They're five point favorites on the road. I haven't seen enough out of Kyler Murray out of the Arizona Cardinals team as a whole. They were a team that was garbage last year and i i still look at them and i'm like ah they're pretty freaking garbage still um kyler murray's got to learn some things if he's going to make it in this league he definitely does have to learn some things he's got he doesn't have moxie and poise the way that he did in college you know i just don't see is the poise that you have to have to be uh 
a, a starting quarterback for an extended period of time, a franchise quarterback, if you will. Uh, and yeah, the Vikings taking on the Bears. And this is a tough one to call. The Chicago Bears are two-point favorites at home versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that's a big game there for the uh, NFC North division. Both of those teams sitting at 2-1. and one. The Lions likely to fall to 2-1-1. and one. So the winner of that probably hops a spot in the standings. The loser of it... Um, likely just stays almost where they're at since the Lions have that draw. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Vikings defensively, man, you talk about some of these guys, they got Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes, Daniil Hunter. Whoa. Uh, they could prove to be some big-time trouble for Mitch Turdbisky. I call him Mitch Turdbisky. Sorry, Bears fans. I, uh, not a fan of your quarterback. Uh, I think that's, um, yeah, he just throws turd burgers out there. That's why I call him Mitch Turd Bisky. Uh, I could say a, uh, slur, but I'd rather just say turd. I think it's funnier even, um, than, than saying turd bisky. But, uh, yeah, I won't enunciate that. Uh, to, to, I don't want to be marked as expletive for saying, you know, ass a couple times and whatnot, but, uh, whatever. Uh, that's, 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 I've already said it a couple of times. I might as well just say it. Mitch Turdbitschke. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, another toilet bowl for the Broncos. The Jaguars taking on the Broncos, a toilet bowl here. And I will say, okay, you know what? I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings pull one out in that last game there over the Chicago Bears and moving on. Jaguars, Broncos, I just said. The toilet bowl of toilet bowls for next week's slate. I know there's two 0-3 teams facing the Bengals and Steelers on Monday night, but this one's the real toilet bowl in my opinion. I think the Steelers are better than 0-3. I think the Bengals are better than 0-3. I think the Jaguars at 1-2, they are about a 4-5 win team on the season as a whole. The Broncos will be lucky to win 3 or 4 this year. The Broncos are three-point favorites at home. I think the Broncos' defense pass rush that they've got um, has not been helped out very much by their secondary. Uh, now, they defensively, they haven't played terrible, terrible football to where, like, you, you're cursing them out or, or whatnot. But, you know, if I was a fan, I'd be disappointed in the way that, you know, they're not knocking heads the way that they used to. They need Brad Chubb and Von Miller to really get in the face of Gardner Minshew and shut him down. But, hey, Minshew mania, that's what ESPN's been pushing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I think about that. I think, uh, you know, I root for the guy. But uh, I don't like the Jaguars. They're, they're a cocky team. Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing the Broncos get their first win and, and maybe, uh, you know, show some of their better – skills so the chiefs have some some scouting uh some, some some good place to look at for scouting on them uh moving on the sunday night football game and this is a good one the dallas cowboys are two and a half point uh road favorites taking on the new orleans saints and i think you know here we go uh cowboys team that really has not been tested by uh anyone so too great this season um here let me break it down for you guys okay like i said last week they played 
Uh, the Dolphins, hang on. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to go back through every single team to see who they've played. But last week they played the Dolphins. Week two they played the – let's see. Wow, I'm sorry. I have the internet at my fingertips, and I can't get this right on the spot. The Redskins. Uh-huh. And week one, they played the Giants with Elisha Manning as their quarterback. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints with Teddy Bridgewater. Roll on. Roll on. When the Saints go marching in to uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome down there, they, they get to go home and play some football. Man, I'll tell you what. It's just different, man. Down on the old main old bayou, man. Bayou country, man. Woo! New Orleans football. <laughs> that's uh it's like my my uh swamp person slash coach orgeron uh you know hey the new orleans new orleans saints playing some good football with teddy bridgewater at their quarterback yeah oh yeah that knife right there mm-hmm. all right that's it that's it that's all i got uh for sunday games and then monday Bengals steelers and eh, steelers are winning i already said it earlier that's the second time we'll reassure you guys Steelers are going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They are playing at Heinz Field for the Monday night game, which I would be uh, not watching, but hopefully listening to it in some capacity. I'll be listening to the broadcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you. I dropped a couple of uh, idiotic comedic points. Hopefully you find uh, my idiot self Kind of funny, kind of interesting. If you do, be sure to follow at Talk More Sports on Twitter. Timeline's been, you know, repetitive and repetitive, and I don't like engaging in the same stuff over and over again because people will be like, oh, well, uh, where'd you go? You went missing. I don't just scroll through my Twitter timeline the way that I used to. As, um, you know, like I mentioned, I got a new job, and in my off time, I enjoy writing, and I don't really like uh seeing you know the toxicity that's out there on the interwebs um yeah so i'm at talk more sports on twitter i do post to youtube occasionally occasionally we do post these podcast episodes over to youtube i might do that overnight and get this thing uploaded to youtube i'll be tweeting this thing out 107 in the morning and then i'll be waking up tweeting it out again so um yeah it is the place to stay up to date with the newest episodes of the podcast. Um, if anything, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I know I'm not the most in-depth with my analysis. Like I said, I've been busy with this uh, this job training and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully I get a uh, schedule where you know I can find you know an hour. 30 minutes to an hour a day to work on the podcast. I don't think that'll be any problem really uh, after I get onto a stricter schedule with my bad self. Yeah, I just said that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so basic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about all I've got. You've probably already turned this episode off. This podcast is brought to you uh via audacity and anchor.fm thank you all for listening uh thank you all and until oh wait we got some ufc stuff real quick um 
Wow. Uh, Yair Rodriguez acting like a complete child after poking Jeremy Stevens in the eye. Glad that they were able to reschedule that thing uh, for mid-October, so we don't have to wait too long to see that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my only takeaway from this past weekend. I did watch quite a few fights, but I was in the middle of, um, you know, uh, working on some music stuff and whatnot, uh, that I try to keep separated from the podcast. Maybe one day I'll merge the two together, but until then, thank you all for listening to the Roundtable Sports Podcast and peace. I talk more sports on Twitter.